Julie at Dogcast Radio. If you like dogs, wherever you are in the world, we're the show for you. Hello and welcome to episode 218 of Dogcast Radio, which is a lockdown special. If you're listening to this in the future and you're not in lockdown, lucky you. What does it feel like? And since you are in the future, do we have flying cars yet? Or those flying skateboards from Back to the Future? Anyway, if you're not in lockdown, there are still some great tips here for keeping your dog entertained. So do keep listening rather than going for a ride in that flying car. Sorry, I'll try and stay focused. Later on, we'll be hearing from Nick Jones about a new online tool to help you meet your dog's exercise needs. In essence, this is very simple. You just put in the dog, uh, the breed, the age, how many walks a day, the dimensions of the garden, and then gives you the answer of how many laps as a suggestion. And we have the Dogcast Radio News. The clever dogs can already alert to the scent of malaria, cancer and Parkinson's disease. The charity is investigating how dogs can safely detect the coronavirus. But before that, I'm talking to Natalie Ingham, canine training and behaviour manager at Battersea, about keeping your dog entertained during lockdown. Or at any other time you're stuck at home. Say, if your flying car breaks down. I'm talking today to Natalie Ingham. Hi, Nat. Hello, how are you? I'm good, thanks. How are you? I'm great, thank you. Yep, good. enjoying keeping all the dogs busy at the moment. So yes. <laughs> lots of things about. <laughs> yeah, well, I guess keeping the dogs busy is keeping you busy, so everybody's happy then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> excellent, excellent. Now, talking about keeping busy, because we're in quite a strange situation at the moment with lockdown and various things. Mm. We are allowed to go out and walk our dogs, but for a lot of dogs, that's not going to be the usual amount of exercise that they get. Yeah. It's a very strange time, I think, for dogs at the moment because we're potentially going out less with them or maybe um, if they're used to being taken in the car to different places, that might not be happening. They might just be going on local walks. A lot of guidance around keeping dogs on lead at the moment as well. So they might not be getting as much off-lead exercise if that's something that they're used to. And not only that, but they've got people around at home a lot more maybe than they're used to as well. So it's quite a strange time for dogs. There's, I think, lots of positives, but also lots of things that they're having to potentially adjust to and um, might find a little bit difficult as well at the moment. Yes, yeah. And as you say, I mean, they they do adapt. I was just thinking this the other day, dogs are very um, adaptable and they will adapt. They will, you know, put up with a lot of things. Yeah. But, you know, if it's gradual, that's the thing. This has all been quite a quick change, but, you know, I yeah. guess they're, they're getting used to it. So how can we get around the fact that, you know, maybe they, they won't get as much physical exercise as usual? How can, how can we get around that? Yeah, so it's really important. Um, a little bit like us, I guess, in lockdown at the moment, you know, we're being encouraged to do our daily walk and to try and keep our exercise levels up because that is important for physical health. Um, so it is important we try and meet those physical needs for our dogs. But the other thing that um, we're focusing on um, is really about mental health as well and keeping our brains active and trying to find things to occupy ourselves with during the day. And I think for us as humans, we've probably all taken to doing lots of um, spring cleaning to the max to keep ourselves busy throughout the day or people are taking up new hobbies and new activities to really um, keep your brain stimulated still. And it's really important that we do the same for our dogs um, because keeping their brains ticking over and giving them activities to keep them occupied um, can exhaust them and tire them out 
as much as going for a walk can. Now, that's not to say that, you know, when things change and we're able to take them out more, that we should reduce walks and provide them with loads of mental stimulation. Um, you know, they need both to stay really fit, healthy um, and happy dogs. But at this moment in time, definitely if you're in a position where you can't walk your dog as much for whatever reason, um, then, you know, there are lots of things that we can do to keep their brain stimulated um, and keep them happy at home with us as well. So, um, yeah, lots of activities that people can be getting involved in um, and things for the family as well. So it can be fun if you've got kids at home, you can get them involved in doing lots of different activities too. Yes. Yeah. Excellent. So keep everybody occupied. Um, yeah. <laughs> when I read the, the press release, I, I was impressed with how practical the ideas were that they're easy they're items that you've got around the house they're you know we're not yeah. saying you have to go out and spend a fortune on anything not that many of the shops are open but you know it's not that <laughs> it's things that we can we can all do at home isn't it yeah it's um, about being really creative um lots of dogs um tend to be quite foodie um so food is always a really good way to start um so things like ditching your food bowl, getting rid of the food bowl um, and thinking about different ways that your dog can work to access their food. So this might be simple things like if you've had some deliveries and you've got some small boxes lying around, um, you know, fill up the box with your dog's toys and scatter their dry food in the box that they can sort of dive in and have a good rummage around. Um, to find the food kibble in, in and amongst everything else. Um, obviously, make sure that you're filling things up with items that are safe for them. So using their toys, maybe some scrunched up newspaper, um, packaging and things like that. Um, especially breeds such as terriers who really enjoy sort of burying themselves in holes to find things and stuff. They tend to really enjoy um, boxes that they can dive into and explore and use their nose to find things. Um, but if your dog maybe isn't quite so adventurous or is a little bit more tentative and um, then getting them to use their nose um, to find their food is another good way and you can start that off really easily whether you've got a garden or not you know in your kitchen just scattering some dry kibble on the floor making them sort of work their way around the floor to eat the kibble that's a nice easy way to start off and then as they get the hang of that you can turn that into a whole game of um, hiding bits of food um around the home in places that you want them to go and search so you've got to be careful not to start encouraging your dog to um, go through <laughs> random cupboards that you don't want them in and things but um, you can make it more difficult then by starting to hide things around the house and if you've got kids this is something really nice you know you can um, pop your dog on lead or pop your dog in one room and get your child to maybe um, you know hide bits of food um, in suitable locations around the house and then see if the dog can find them all and if you've got a garden then that's a great activity um to encourage your dog outside in the garden for a little bit um for 20 minutes whilst they're hunting around for things um and it keeps them occupied so um that's a really good one um and you know if you've got a dog who is very good at using their nose then you can you can be quite creative with how difficult you can eventually make it for them um getting them to really find things and and that does tire them out as well um and it gives them something to keep them occupied and happy um and it's great fun to see what they get up to as well <laughs> yes yeah it's, it's brilliant i mean and you can see from your dog's reaction whether you're mm. pitching you know we, we put things in in a cardboard box for for mischief our little uh, german spitzman yeah. to you know to to 
dig out to, to and she uses her paws and she uses her teeth and she has great fun yeah but you can see straight away because sometimes I've given her a longer thinner box and and it can be open at one end and she'll just look at me like I don't fancy putting my nose in that actually I don't, <laughs> I I mean, don't know how to do this yes <laughs> and so you go okay we'll, we'll do something else equally you know I've used like yeah. a smaller box inside a slightly larger box to be a bit more of a challenge so you can see what they prefer can't you yeah, and with all all things, if you've not done anything like that with your dog before, then start off with something really easy where they can access the reward quite quickly. Yes. Um, and that builds up their confidence and um, their confidence in themselves to be able to gain that access and that reward and to get the idea of what they're doing. And once they've got the hang of it, then you can slowly start to build up the difficulty level. So um, other things that you can do, um, for example, if you've got empty plastic bottles remove the lid and the round ring around the top you don't want to have anything that they could like swallow accidentally um you can put some food like dry kibble bits in there and watch them bash it around and stuff um with things like that always supervise them though just in case you know every dog's slightly different and you do get certain dogs that opt for the if i try and rip this to pieces and destroy it is that the easier option and you don't want them swallowing anything at this moment in time especially with um it being harder to get them to vets and things like that so you don't want to do anything that's um potentially going to encourage a foreign body risk but you can be creative with the recycling that you've got around the house you know empty egg cartons are a great one that you can put um kibble in or you can um grab a baking tray um like a cupcake baking tray yeah and if you've got loads of tennis balls you can pop tennis balls instead of cupcakes in the holders um, and put little treats under there or smear something tasty under there. So they have to actually physically lift the tennis ball up um, to access the food underneath. Um, I've had, we've had a great video come through by, from one of our foster carers um, who's got one of our dogs on foster at the moment and she's been playing like a magic cup game with her foster dog. So plastic cups and there's a treat underneath one of them and they get swizzled around and then the dog has to figure out which cup the treat's under um so things like that are really um fun activities um that you can do with your dog um and they make great videos as well yes share with everyone yeah do you know that makes me laugh because i tried that with um with mischief we had um Mm -hmm. like a child's you know the the activity stacker cup things and and yeah so we got that and I, I got the little ones because she was, she's an only little dog. You know, I got the little ones, put it, put it over the trees. And the little swine just picked the cup up and ran up with the, ran off with the cup. She didn't, <laughs> she didn't care about the treat. I was like, bring the cup back. And we actually ended up teaching her to fetch during that session. But oh, yes, <laughs> but she yeah. didn't want to play that game. So again, we went with what she wanted to do. <laughs> yeah. And it's amazing. Like, I think the nice thing, um, obviously what's going on in the world is terrible at the moment, but. Mm. There are some positives, you know, being able for those people are able to spend more time with their dogs. Um, And maybe you've not got all of the rush of, you know, normal daily activities that you've got to worry about. You can spend a bit more time, um, you know, just training with your dog as well Um, Mm. and doing basic training. Those are things that really get their little brains working um, and they get really smart and quick at like little tasks, like doing things like sit down, practicing your stay see if you can keep your dog in a stay whilst you go into different rooms around the house and things like that. That gets their brain working. They've got to figure out what they need to do in order to get the reward because they don't understand what we're necessarily saying to them. They learn through association. 
So their brains are constantly ticking to try and figure out what is it, what's going to happen next? How do I get that reward? How do I get the praise? Um, oh, it was this that worked. Okay, maybe if I keep doing that or if I try a bit harder with this um, behavior, that might work at getting the reward. And and that will exhaust them as well, yes. um, as well as really create a strong bond between owners and dogs as well. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Funny you say that. We were trying, my daughter was trying to teach um, um, mischief, stop a dog, you know, when you call the dog towards you and then yeah. you stop them halfway. And I don't, um, we got to about, I don't know, five minutes and mischief was clearly saying to us, I've had enough, I don't want to do this. And, you know, Jenny <laughs> said, what's the matter with her? I said, she's just tired, look at her. She's, and when you yeah. think about it, you're saying to them, oh, come, come towards me. Now don't come towards me. And it must be yeah. so confusing initially. And it is a difficult thing to yeah. teach. And, um, and I think sometimes that, that, you know, again, go by what your dog is telling you. You can see mm. whether they're enjoying it still or not and, and yeah. work to their, their limits. And having said that, that's one yeah. thing I wanted to say to you. Dogs enjoy this. It's, we're not being cruel, making them work for their food, are we? We're actually meeting their needs. Yeah, we are meeting their needs. And, you know, you think dogs are, as made to actually locate their food and hunt for their food in theory. So they've got these incredible, powerful noses that um, we don't put to um, work enough, really, in a pet home. Like they're constantly working, constantly gaining information from their environment through their nose. So things like just making them search for their food a little bit and work for it um, is really good for them. Obviously, there's certain dogs that that may not work for, so, you know, if you've got a really old dog, a dog with some physical mobilities and issues and things like that, then, you know, it might not be suitable for them. Um, but for majority of dogs, um, it's a really easy way to keep them um, active and to give them something else to do. And, you know, instead of popping a food bowl down and then golfing it all down in two seconds flat, um, then you can do other things which might take them five minutes instead of two yes. seconds. <laughs> and it's just five minutes of them using their brain and being active as well. Um, and it is important that we keep them stimulated. And I think especially right now, if you're taking your dog, you know, every day on the same walk um you know you're going around the block or around the same little bit of the park that you're allowed to go on um you know it's it's not stimulating them as much as maybe they would normally get from going to different places or you know interacting with other dogs and things like that so it's trying to ensure that we keep them as sane as we can as well as ourselves at the same time whilst we're limited in what we can do yeah absolutely absolutely there's there was one idea i really really liked and you called it swirly blanket can you tell us about that because i loved that yeah so if you've just got a blanket at home what you can do is just um pop um treats and blanket you can um then wrap it up again thinking about different dogs and if they've never done this before then you might just want to fold one corner over so they have to lift the blanket up and nudge under to get food and things or you can start to um make it more complicated um, and wrap it tighter um, and that's another way you know it's just stuff that we've got at home that's really easy to use that's an activity that cats um, can enjoy as well um, so you know talking about dogs but we've got cats as well at Bassey Dogs and Cats Home um, so you can make little food parcels or just wrapping things underneath stuff they can really enjoy batting it around and lifting it up and, and trying to get to that food and access it. Um, it's a really good way of doing things. Um, and, you know, for certain dogs, um, you can do other things as well, such as um, if you've got some old blankets around or 
old, um, you know, if you're having a good spring clean and going through all your wardrobe and you've got old T-shirts and jumpers and things that you don't need, um, you can make um, little mats with um, bits of, like lots of little bits of um, material that are hanging out and about. Yes, yes. Yeah. Try and describe it. Um, so a snuffle mat, basically. So it's just, you can make these at home yourself. There's loads of information on um, online and we've got a Made in Battersea um, series of videos as well with all these activities and how you can make them. Um, and basically it's effectively a mat with lots of bits of material and you can scatter the food in. And again, the dogs are using their nose or cats. We've got loads of cats that enjoy this activity as well to sniff out the food in amongst all the bits of material. Um, and it just encourages that foraging behavior as well so um, lots of things that you can be doing at home to keep your dogs um, and your kids if they want to get involved in preparing things yep. entertained <laughs> as well yes sometimes that's a bigger problem isn't it I, I, occupying the kids but there you go um, yeah <laughs> okay so um, we've talked about what people can do at home and I think and as I say I really like the the practical nature of these and the easy this is mm. this is things you have around the house that's great for the dogs that you are dogs and cats that you are caring for in in this in the Battersea centres, you yeah. and and the staff, you're all going to great lengths to keep them occupied and happy, aren't you? Yeah, it's um yeah we've you know normally we'd have about thousand volunteers on site um, mm. on any of our three sites here in London at Old Windsor and at Brands Hatch. Um, you know, spending time walking the dogs, um, reading to the dogs and the cats in their kennels and pens um, and just spending time with them. And at the moment, um, because of the lockdown, we haven't got those volunteers um, on site. So um, we're trying to make sure that our dogs and cats are as happy as they ever have been on site. Um, so we're doing lots of things. So um, they've all got their destruction boxes and enrichment that we're providing to them um, in the afternoons. We'll, you know, once everything's nice and quiet, or kennels and pens being cleaned, we'll spend time just sat with them, reading to them as well. Um, we play music to them as well, so mm. they get a variety from classical music to talk radio to all sorts that they Aww. listen to um, to keep them stimulated. So it's trying to think about um, making sure that we meet all of their needs. Um, we use scents as well, so we'll give them different things that they can sniff um, to just keep them stimulated and ensure that their sort of both their physical and their mental needs are met. Um, as well as obviously with the dogs doing lots of training with them as well, getting them ready for when they can go into their new homes. Yeah, yeah, excellent, excellent. Do, do play them some Dogcast Radio, by the way. <laughs> uh, yeah, we can. <laughs> excellent. They get a whole variety. Some of the dogs can be quite picky about what they want to listen to sometimes. So. Bless them. <laughs> yeah, no, we're oh. doing lots for them. Um, there's loads going on in site. I mean, it's uh, reduced um, staff on site to look after them and make sure... Um, but they are definitely getting absolutely everything that they need at this moment in time. So there's yeah. some very happy animals there. <laughs> yes, I bet. I bet. And thank you. Thank you all for that. That's that's brilliant. Uh, they're, you know, still being looked after. Their needs are still being met in the middle of the, this global pandemic. You're still yeah. caring for them just as much. That's, that's brilliant. Because, again, even for them, times are different at the moment, aren't they? As you're saying, far fewer yeah. people around. Yeah, it is. It's, um, it's quite interesting on site, actually. Um, we have got, um, for example, we've got a couple of um, side cats on our London site and all of a sudden they're venturing far further afield of, around site to um, areas that you wouldn't normally spot them in. Mm. Um, they've been spotted in some of the um, 
areas where we um, take the dogs out to exercise because it's just quieter. There's fewer people and fewer dogs being walked around sites. They've suddenly ventured far further afield than normal. So they've been spotted in some random places. Um, So, yeah, it's definitely it's different. But, um, you know, the dogs and cats are getting they're our top priority and they're getting absolutely everything that they need right now. Um, So, yeah, as long as they're happy, we're happy. Excellent, excellent. You've mentioned some of the resources that are on the Battersea site. Yeah. Um, where can people find that online? So if you go to um, www.battersea.org.uk, um, we've got a great section um, with dog and cat advice. Um, there's lots of videos on there, um, tips and tricks um, for how to do some training, um, all sorts of things from you know simple behaviours that we need as part of our relationship with our dogs every day to sort of more fancy tricks that people might want to try with their dogs at this moment in time as well as lots of cat cat advice on there and we've also got our youtube channel um which you can access through our website as well and they've got um as i was saying before this made in battersea which has got all of our um enrichment activities so how you can make some of those toys and things at home yourself with what you might have lying around at home um as well as if you want to get a bit creative in the kitchen we've got lots of good recipes for things that you can be baking for your dogs and cats so again ways of keeping us entertained as well as our animals at this moment in time yeah excellent so there's no reason for anybody two-legged or four-legged to be bored at home at the moment is there no, we have got plenty to keep everyone entertained. So if you head over to our website, battersea.org.uk, we've got lots and lots of information there um, to keep everyone in the household um, truly busy right now. <laughs> Some really practical, easy ideas there that you can do with household items which will get your dog's brain working. Thanks to Natalie for that advice and to all at Battersea and all the animal charities who are still hard at work making sure the animals in their care stay as happy and healthy as possible. If you've got some top tips to keep a dog entertained, do get in touch and we'll share them with everybody else. The Dandy Dinmont Terrier is named after a fictional character in Guy Mannering, a novel by Sir Walter Scott. You're listening to Dogcast Radio on www.dogcastradio.com. And now it's time for the Dogcast Radio News. We'll start with a very uplifting article by Karen London in which she explores how dogs are helping us through lockdown. You heard Karen last time talking about how to make your dog as happy as possible. In the article, which is in The Bark, and to which we have a link on the Dogcast Radio site, Karen discusses how dogs are helping make us as happy as we can be in the circumstances. Our mischief is definitely helping us get through this very difficult time. We'd love to hear your stories and see your photos of the dogs that are getting you through the lockdown. You can email them to us at julie at dogcastradio.com or you can contact us via our social media. Last time, we shied away from mentioning the reason behind all this isolation. But this time, I think we're going to have to mention the C word. (gasps) Coronavirus. We love the charity Medical Detection Dogs and they are hard at work trying to sniff out the virus. The clever dogs can already alert to the scent of malaria, cancer and Parkinson's disease. Now in collaboration with Durham University and the London School of Hygiene and Tropical Medicine, the charity is investigating how dogs can safely detect the coronavirus. Dr Claire Guest is sure that in principle the dogs can do it, and if they develop the right method, dogs could screen even those without symptoms in a fast, effective, non-invasive way. 
hopefully taking the pressure off the NHS. Amazingly, the tests may well be ready in six weeks and dogs could, for example, be deployed at airports, helping keep us safer. That's a comforting thought and we need all the comfort we can get right now and apparently so do some of our pets because it's not just us who are having to live through big changes right now. Dog and cat owners on social media are saying that their pets are more clingy than usual or sometimes more aloof and some dogs are continually barking. Vets are reporting that some dogs are showing reduced aggression thanks to having their humans around more while others are showing increased aggression. Dogs who are used to getting lots of exercise may not currently have the usual outlets to expand their energy, and this may lead to problems. Apparently, it comes down to your dog's personality and personal preferences. If they seem to want more space, give it to them. If they seem more clingy, make sure they're not in any discomfort. And with an eye to the future... Oh, don't start talking about flying cars again. I wasn't going to. I was going to say that one day lockdown will be over and our dogs will have to cope with us not being around all the time. So we need to prepare them by building in some alone time for them if we can. That may not be easy because in the week just before the UK's lockdown, the 16th to the 22nd of March... When the UK was only being advised to self-isolate and work from home if possible, Battersea rehomed 150 dogs and cats. That's fantastic, and it's double the figures for the same week in 2019 and includes one dog who's been at the shelter for 110 days. It's a need which has been witnessed across America too, with some shelters being emptied as many people have sought out a dog to adopt or foster. In Denver, USA, the Dumb Friends League appealed for volunteers to foster dogs, cats bunnies, guinea pigs and even horses and more than 2,200 people signed up. Now of course this is great news but you have to ask what will happen after lockdown? Yes when the world goes back to normal or the new normal and people have to work and factor in other commitments will they still have time for their new pet especially if that pet has trouble adapting to their human suddenly not being around as much? It's a complex subject and as with so much at the moment there are many variables and we just don't know what and when things will happen. So we just have to hope for the best. What we can be sure of is that our dogs will be there for us. And right now, one dog is comforting frontline medical staff. Wynne is a yellow Labrador who has been trained by Susan Ryan, an emergency physician at Rose Medical Centre in Denver, USA. Wynne will go on to become an assistance dog for canine companions for independence, but for now she has her own room in the hospital where those in need of some canine TLC can pop in, after a thorough hand wash of course. One dog who is lucky to be able to be there for his people is Staffordshire Bull Terrier Sabre. He went missing from his home in Jarrow, UK, when the gate blew open. His family looked for him for days, not knowing where he was or if they'd see him again. They phoned a local kennels and were told that a dog matching Sabre's description had been brought in, but he'd been adopted out to another family having been let go quicker than normal due to coronavirus. But after an appeal on Facebook, Sabre's new family returned him to his original family. We end on another happy note with the story of a pit bull who invited a stray pregnant cat into his house to give birth to her kittens. Hades lives with owner Juan in Mexico and for many years, Juan has been putting food out for a local stray cat. Hades one day fetched his owner to check out his outdoor kennel, inside which the cat was happily installed. Soon, one cat became three as two kittens were born, and now the stray cat is called Nicole, and she and her babies have been moved inside where Hades and Juan are tending to their every needs. 
Oh, that's lovely. I'm glad all the cats now have a forever home, and Hades has some company. That's all we have time for on the Dogcast Radio News. See you next time. Dogs sleep curled up in a ball for warmth and in an instinctive attempt to protect their vital organs. can't get to your usual dog walking location, one resource you might have overlooked is your own garden. Dog behaviourist and expert witness Nick Jones has collaborated with money.co.uk on a tool to help you work out how many laps of your garden will meet your dog's exercise needs. Here's Nick to tell us about work out your walkies and more. Today I'm talking to Nick Jones. Hi Nick. Good afternoon Julie. Lovely to speak with you as always. How are you keeping? Not too bad, all things considered. Nick, how are you? All well here, yes, Good. and um, we're doing our best and, and coping during this lockdown situation. Yes, it's all very surreal, isn't it? It's all just, I have times when it's sort of, I forget about it. I'm doing an interview now, talking to somebody, or I start editing or something, and then it suddenly hits me and I go, oh yes, we're in the middle of this madness, aren't we? I know. <laughs> Strange. Yes, that's pretty much where I am. I, I seem to be successfully able to go for hours at a time, not thinking about it. I have stepped back from sort of heavy media exposure because it's it's not healthy um but um yes occasionally i think oh we're in a you know i might spend the day working in the office here and then i think oh well um we're in this lockdown situation so it is somewhat surreal yeah i agree yeah difficult and of course we're in this situation and our dogs are in this situation Mm. so some dogs aren't getting the their usual routine and walks are they no i think um you know it's one of my primary concerns actually from my sort of with my dog behavior hat on i was thinking well this is going to have quite an impact on not just our dogs but their owners as well and so it did it did propel me to cover a few subjects such as um you know avoiding separation anxiety because when people go back to work this i think could be something that uh raises its head definitely Uh, another subject i was keen on addressing was uh children at home with dogs in confined spaces on a consistent long-standing basis uh, as it will be now we're into what week five i think Mm -hmm. here Mm -hmm. here in the uk so um you know and because a part of my work involves assessing dogs that have demonstrated aggressive behavior then you know i don't want to be hearing of uh, any sort of incidents of that nature. So those are the sorts of things that I've been personally writing and, and sort of creating videos about, yes. Mm. Well, you, you've been a, a busy, busy bee <laughs> because you, you've also been helping develop, work out your walkies, which we'll come to in a bit. But, you know, if, if we can't, it, we're allowed out for one walk with our dogs, if, if they're used to having more than that, you know, it's time to look at our mm. own gardens, isn't it? Yes, I uh, really think that for some people, and uh, I think this might sort of drop down the middle a little in the sense of how this may appeal to people. Some will think, well, I'm not going to walk my dog around the garden. I'm perfectly capable of walking him around the block uh, as as they did previously or to the local park. So I think for many, uh, their dog walking routine won't be too affected. I did do a quick 
poll actually on um, my YouTube channel asking if people were walking their dogs the same, less or more. And three quarters said uh, from memory the the same and a couple said more. So I'm not really getting much of the less, although I could have done with a a larger sample, admittedly, but um, because it was just three people. No, it's a joke. But, um, (laughs) you you know, uh, but, you know, it does. I, I think it's going for those that can't get out and walk their dogs easily yes. then actually yes this could be a good starting point for people to uh, put in their measurements and of the garden and the age and, and type of dog and and off you go and maybe try it and and see how that feels in terms of whether it's how realistic it is yeah yeah well i think that's really good because work out your walk walk has been developed by you and money.co.uk hasn't it and i love this yes. fact that based on the average garden you would need to complete 178 laps, presumably for the average dog as well. Yes, but I think your, your neighbours would be would be watching you, wouldn't they? They're off again. <laughs> I know, I know. Well, we were just having a laugh about it. Yeah. Um. You, you know. It, it, but uh, <laughs> you know, to hell with the neighbours, so to speak, yes. and, and just go out and do it. Yes. So you know, yeah. this is this is focused on something which is positive, where we can Definitely. have some action. Even walking around the garden, as, as as silly as it may sound on the surface of things, actually is infinitely better yes. uh, than, you know, walking uh, to and fro from your sofa to the <laughs> kettle and, and the cookie jar, you know. So yes, I'm doing a lot of that. It's got to be a good thing. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And <laughs> well, maybe you know, it, one, can, one can offset the other. <laughs> yes, I hope so. I, I like this app because, yes, it sounds very, it's fun, you know, and, and, and let's get out in the garden. But we all like our technology now and an app. You know, we need an app for everything. And I think anything that raises awareness in people that their dog isn't going to be happy just sitting on the sofa all day is a good thing, isn't it? Yes, totally. And and I think even in normal times, inverted commas, uh, you know, it can be a subject that's very important and uh you know getting out with your dog is the the benefits of that are are uh, well documented mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so tell me a little bit about how, how the app works because it whether you've got a yorkshire terrier or a great dane this app can help you meet your dog's needs can't it yeah, um, I might also um, seek your clarification because actually, to the best of my knowledge, one has to visit a web page, their oh, right. website. Right. Um, although, 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 unless you have an actual app in no. on your phone already, do you? No, no. Maybe no, I'm using the wrong technology. I'm not. I, I always say, Nick, I'm not the techie. I'm the talker. I just talk. <laughs> My husband's all the Mr. Dogcast is the techie. So if I've got the wrong terms, Nick, I do apologise. So it's a web page. Okay. No. Well, no, no apology required. <laughs> but I just thought it for yes. your listener might be prudent to clarify. Yes. Um, because what some people may do is to go onto their app store and and look for this, and and it, it, it they may not be successful. Yes. Um, so yes, they they enter uh, just three or four simple parameters on the uh, their actual web page, and I was just going to get them up, but I can. Here we go. So you just enter the breed of dog, mm-hmm. the age of the dog, and the current number of walks per day, or the number of walks a day they would like to carry out. They then put in the length and width of the garden in meters, mm-hmm. and then 
press calculate and it will give you how uh, the number of laps that are approximately required to give your dog a good walk yes yeah and that i think that, that's really useful because you know I, i've watched you work and, and it's like watching a magician at work with with dogs i, I know that but and and i've heard you say that Pe- do- <laughs> checks in the post <laughs> <laughs> but i've heard you say that dogs need to you know reach a certain speed so it's not going to be forever and, for, and it's not going to work for every dog every single day but it's it's better than no activity, isn't it? Totally. And, you know, even if as as I sit here and look out of my office window, I'm overlooking my own garden. And the, the thing that's amusing is that I've got this big curve on the right hand side of my garden. It's about 15 metres by 10 at a guess. Mm. And then there's a big curve around the bottom and then it comes in. And I think from memory, when we designed it, it was based a little bit on the sort of a, a big stand back view of a snail shell and there mm. were curls. And so the, the, our lawn is would be dreadful to <laughs> do it upon but my my I, I think I'd get dizzy but my neighbor's <laughs> lawn is nice and long and rectangular it's quite as I say long and I think that would work quite well actually yes so uh yeah I think depending on the garden you know uh assuming the the reader has a or listener has a garden in the first place you know the, the I think uh, I think the ideas are, are um are valid perfectly mm. valid yes yeah Definitely, definitely. And it's it's just a reminder as well. Get out there and do something with your dog. And if you don't have your own garden, and, I, you know, I can't imagine that it must be really, really tough if you don't have your own garden. But maybe you have a communal space yeah, or there's yeah. a park nearby that you could, mm. you know, do this mm. with if you don't want to go too far afield or you don't want to mix with other people too much. It, it still has applications, mm. doesn't it, outside? But, yeah, it's I, I think it's great. Yeah, I think when I've sort of myself looked at dog walking as a little more than just walking the dog. So what I mean by that is I might think, well, maybe I'm going to do 30 minutes brisk walking or maybe I'm going to I I personally like to sort of measure time uh over distance although i appreciate this calculator is actually basing distance but once the owner has a feel for how long it takes to do that uh that that number of laps let's say it's 50 laps Mm. um then they might they might like to you know note down some other parameters such as how long it took them and how they felt at the beginning and midway and at the end and you know, it could you you could sort of pick it up and run with it. And mm. because another quick thought I had is that um, so many people are able to monitor their steps, and uh, you, you, you know, so they can get due to uh, a smart watch or like a fitness watch, you mm. know, or even apps that they have on their phone. So yes, they they could easily come away with a lot more data other than. I just did 50 laps of the garden if they wanted to. But in essence, this this app is very simple. As I say, you just put in the dog, uh, the breed, the age, how many walks a day, the dimensions of the garden, and then gives you uh, uh, the answer of how many laps as a suggestion. Yeah, yeah, I, I, really good. I, I, you know, I hope I'd, I'd love to see people's photos. If if people go to this website and and put all the information and do their laps in the garden, I'd love to see some photos of that. And if if I get some, I'll share them with you, Nick. And if people send them to you, please do yeah. send them on. But I'd love to see that. Um, no, I think it's, yeah, it's that would good be fun. good. Yeah, uh, maybe we could have a hashtag like dog walk calculator. Yeah, yeah, let's do that. And and that. Um, 
Or is that too techy for you? <laughs> no, I can cope with the hashtag. Nick, it's, hashtags are the only way oh, I know what day it is at the moment. I've got Meow Monday and Tongue Out Tuesday and Woof Wednesday. That's the only way I know what day oh, it yes. is. <laughs> I know. Well, it took me a few years to figure out what hashtag tbt was and yes I, I think i had to google it in the end i was like what the devil is that and then it was like and then it turned out it was something simple like throwback thursday yes. or something. <laughs> and i thought well what's the big deal about a thursday i mean i'm probably much more interested in a friday myself yes yes um, absolutely <laughs> fridays in Fridays and Mondays are the big days. Everything yes. else in between is just tends to be a bit of a blur, doesn't it? Yeah, you've just got to get <laughs> but, through uh, it. <laughs> but I mean, now, yeah. hey, weekdays and weekends, they're all blurring into one. So, you know, <laughs> it doesn't know. matter. I know. <laughs> oh, dear. So, oh, but dear. I think that's great because it, anything that can help us and our dogs keep our sanity and yeah. our happiness during this yeah. lockdown, it's a great thing. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, a quick comment I was going to make earlier is actually just getting out of the house, you know, standing out in fresh air, whether it's a bit rainy or whether it's we've been blessed with some lovely weather in the last few weeks here. But, you know, just getting out of the house, breathing some fresh air and, you know, expressing a bit of gratitude for the things that we do have. I, I, you know, I really think there's a lot to be said for it. Yes. Yeah, definitely. Just be aware of what what you've got because it's easy to think, oh, I can't do this and I can't do that. But yes, be aware mm. of what you, you do have. Definitely, definitely. And also the other thing I was going to say was you can you can split that walk. Presumably you can split it into three or four sessions during the day. You don't have to do it all in one go, do you? No, absolutely. I think, you know, um, a, a bit of uh, discretion or creativity is completely on the cards. I, I personally would see what the results are. Maybe if you come up with the answer of 50 laps, well, you can see how long, I don't know, doing half of that takes you. Um, and, and, you know, because if you're going at a reasonable pace, that would be uh, somewhat in keeping with your normal dog walking pace, if that's possible, then... I think, you know, it might need a bit of fine tuning, but um, I think even if this calculator was working as an initial suggestion, then that, that that's a great thing. Yeah. Okay. So we'll, we'll have the link at the end where people can find the um, work out your walkies um, page. But once we're outside and we've, we've got ourselves motivated, we want to sort of bring some more enjoyment to our dog's life. Um, there are other activities that we can do in our own gardens, aren't there? Definitely. And uh, uh, sort of you're thinking more along the lines of sort of mental come physical activities yes. together. Yes. I mean, I like your idea. Yeah. I like your idea. You, you mentioned sort of game, games like hide and seek. And, you know, that's it. That's I like that because it channels some dogs natural behaviours. And you can do it in the lounge if it's raining outside, do it in your, in your lounge or up the stairs or whatever. If your dog's able to use the stairs. Yeah. Um, but I like hide and seek. And so tell us, how can we play hide and seek with our dogs? Well, <laughs> I just made, tickled me with something you said because yes. I could see a, a dog on a um, a stair lift going up <laughs> the stairs, you know, sort of getting. But I mean, you, you we we laugh. I'm sure many dogs in the <laughs> do go up and down the stairs yes. on the probably on the owner's lap. lap you know, yes. I'm, I'm sure that's not. I'm not an unusual. But um, you're <laughs> so sorry for that aside. But you were saying. 
uh, about the the question was along the lines of uh, finding things, was it? Yeah, hide, yeah, games of hide and seek. Or hide, hide and seek. Yeah. Yes, yes. Well, I mean, you know, dogs' primary senses are smelling and eyesight and hearing. And if they, if we can utilise those, which are all, of course, directly connected to the brain, then we, anybody will tell you if they've spent an hour with their dog for example doing agility or something that is much more engaging mentally that their dog will be you know a great deal more tired in the evening yes and so it can be a great uh, drainer of energy and trying to find that balance between sort of mental and physical draining can be very wise thing to do Mm. and and give the dog a great deal of enjoyment so yes even the most basic games such as find it or what you you can the owner can use whatever little commands they like but Mm. if you even had um something like their favorite toy and one owner held the dog and um or the owner puts that dog into a sit stay and the they then sort of go and hide the toy behind the, the you know a, a, a tree in the garden or something of that or up a branch in the garden the, the, these things dogs if you introduce them to these little ideas in incremental stages so what i mean is that they get a little bit more um sophisticated and more difficult as with with, with each repetition the, these you know there there are lots of books on and uh, articles online on how to set about doing this but really you don't need that assistance because the dog will you know if you just get into your dog's mind a little bit and enjoy that headspace with your dog you, you will both between the two of you have a, a quite a, a natural organic process that you go through and you will both learn as a result yeah the, the human learns about their dog's capabilities and the the dog well well, interesting learns of about its own capability uh, capabilities and also how to sort of interact and communicate with its owner um so yeah definitely those sorts of games uh in in and out of the home i should say um are are really worth looking at there are a few good books on the market one i always like is a, the title of brain games for dogs if the people go and have a look for that book there's lots of little ideas you can do in and out of the home there yeah, do you know? I think we might have that uh, that book, Brain Games for Dogs. Yeah, um, I'm going yeah, to uh, check that out again. Yes. Would you like Would you like the author's name? Uh, yes, please. Just in case I don't have it on the bookshelves. Yes, yes. please. Yes, it's uh, by Claire Arrowsmith, quite yes. a well known trainer. Yeah, but it's a lovely little book, and there's also the same version, but for puppies. Ah, oh, lovely. So, yeah keeping dogs busy and and fending off i mean it, this depends on the age and the yeah. the the sort of mindset of the dog some dogs are understandably are much more sort of lazy and are happy doing nothing but even those dogs if it's it's easy sometimes for us as owners especially when we were pre-lockdown very busy and uh, ha- always on a mission you know to sometimes overlook our dogs to an extent and i think even even you know we could have been guilty of that to uh, varying degrees at, at times and and now we're home full time with our dogs it just makes us realize how much more interaction they they get as a result of that yes definitely i mean another um idea that, that i read um that you'd suggested was you know old dogs really can learn new tricks now i love this for two reasons i my labrador was 15 and a half and he still we we talked him signs sign language 
some signs, you know, for some commands. So we could still communicate and he could obviously still communicate with us as much as he ever had. And, and he loved almost right up to the end of his life. He loved if you could go onto the, um, the garden with him and I'd tell him to sit so he wasn't stressing his joints or anything and go and put a toy somewhere and then come back to him. And then I could say, go and, you know, give him the command. Okay, go and get it. And he could go at his own speed and find it and come back. And he loved that. And you could see him sort of, you know, I've been a good boy and I've, I've done a job here. Yes. I've, you know, and I yes. love that. Yes. But, and so that, that, it really pleases me that, you know, to try and give some more uh, mental stimulation to old dogs because they still need it. But also, and yeah, I've, I've definitely absolutely. fallen, yeah, I've definitely fallen into the category of you, you look at your dog in the house and you think, you, you, know, you, you maybe see agility at Crofts or something. You think, well, my dog couldn't do that. And then, <laughs> you know, this, that, and I, I hate that. I mean, you and I have worked on, um, an article with, with owners who thought their dog couldn't learn anything else. They, they come to sort of a brick wall with their dog that they couldn't get past. And with your health yes. and with the other trainer's health, they went past that. And, and as I say, watching a good trainer do their job, it's just like watching magic happen because the dog suddenly goes, Oh, you want this? Okay, right, fine. I'll yes. do, you know? And so yes. that, that, I love that. If you can see that light bulb moment for, for the owner with their dog, you know, yeah. they can have that. And yes. so any dog, whatever your dog is yeah. sitting at home, you can, you, they can learn new things. You can have that pleasure and that joy, can't you? Absolutely. And I, I think the key is not to be, is just do your own thing between yes. you and your dog and, mm. and, and not to overthink it or worry about it, you know, and, and just listening to you then it prompted me to, I do occasionally in my sort of behavior work come uh, across owners that are actually, they feel concerned and guilty that they're not giving their dog enough. And interestingly, those people that have those sort of thoughts and feelings are probably giving their dog much much more than the average owner um and be because i think sometimes maybe just to offer a little bit of um balancing thinking here Mm. is that we think our dogs have to be on the go all of the time. Mm. And uh, and if they're not, you know, they won't be happy. But of course, that isn't true. And dogs like humans need to have downtime and quiet time. And um, I don't suppose they reflect quite so much on their day <laughs> and their to- <laughs> how much they they got done on their to-do list but um you know they they still nonetheless benefit from that quiet time so it's just finding that balance but that balance point varies for every owner every dog um and household so yeah as long as they're sort of doing what they feel is enough with their dog so it leaves their dog what i i like to use the word contentment so if the dog looks content relaxed and is able to sleep and you know life feel looks from an outside point of view nice for the dog then usually it would suggest we're hitting a nice mark yes yeah absolutely yeah i mean that that's the thing isn't it it's, it's meeting your dog's needs but there is no sort of mm. general dog you know there there are they're all individuals it's just like saying well there's, there's a general person mm. but we all have our own little ways of doing mm. things and preferences and yeah. dogs are the same i think yeah yeah i mean absolutely coming back to that comparison between humans say some some humans are literally on a mission all of the time i mean it's me me and sarah here for example i'm sarah's like just 
if she gets an idea, she's doing it already. And I'm thinking, well, hang on, we didn't sit down and think this through. Um, but to be fair to her, uh, she's getting on with it and getting it done. Yes. Whereas I would still be thinking, yes, let's um, let's think about that for at least a week. <laughs> yes. and, and, and then I think we could sort of maybe progress the things. So. <laughs> yeah, all people, but that's just to illustrate the mm-hmm. difference between two human beings. And, and I think dogs can be just the same. You know, some dogs are really compulsive and, and have a job, you know, thinking things through clearly. And, and others, uh, are, are sort of lazy in comparison. And, and, uh, I think the important thing is, is that we, we sort of seek to understand that what sort of dog we have and, and then try to meet its needs accordingly. Yeah. That definitely. almost sounded like I knew what I was talking about. <laughs> You always do, Nick. <laughs> you always do. <laughs> um, <laughs> that I mean that that's that's been great. Is there anything that I haven't um, I haven't given you a chance to say on this subject of sort of meeting our dogs' needs during lockdown? I think you know actually that was a nice, uh, relatively brief yet in depth conversation about dogs' needs and and meeting them. Uh, I think, as we were saying, it. it it's not you see just about the dog's needs that those those needs have to fit in with the human as well and hopefully we have a dog human combination or you know dog human family combination that works and and for the best part most people do pick breeds that that are appropriate for yes. their living space and what have you so without going off onto too much of a tangent that that for most people does work out quite nicely um no and i th- i think as i said earlier not to overthink it just just even if it is starting to walk in the garden and keep people moving and breathing in fresh air and 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 giving our dogs to have a similar experience is really important um the the other thing maybe i wanted to emphasize with this um this walking dog walking calculator is it is free to use and it's very very easy uh you know uh, some parts of the internet can get a bit complicated but this is exceedingly easy you just answer five little components and press the calculate button and off you go so i'd love to have people's experiences um off the back so if people do feed that through to you um then that would be brilliant yep definitely definitely i'll let you know you know to have some feedback yes yeah excellent so to make sure we get the feedback let's tell people where they can find out more first of all where can they find out uh work out your walkies where can they find that yes if they go to money.co.uk that is the good starting point so it's money.co.uk forward slash guides forward slash work out your walkies calculator smashing that's great and and where can people find out more about you nick oh well the central hub continues to be my main website which is alphadogbehavior.co.uk if people would like to find me on youtube which is where i'm spending a bit more time during lockdown (laughs) uh, then simply go i know just simply go on to youtube and put in alpha dog behavior Mm-hmm. And my channel will come up and they will find a um, a good handful now of b- brand new uh, videos that have been created that do address specifically issues that people are likely to encounter during lockdown. Excellent. Excellent. So the help is there if you need it, because lockdown is a bit bewildering, isn't it? And, um, and it's all new and all yeah. surreal. So, yeah, the help, it's good to know help is there. 
Yes, it is there. And, you know, I am involved in quite a number of just low level people saying, you know, this is happening. What can you suggest? So usually uh, because I'm running a business in the past, I would just say, thanks for that. Please go and fill in my contact form where, um, (laughs) you know, and I treat it a bit more business like. But uh, now I'm actually stopping and taking time because I can uh, to answer people questions and if they're if it's easy enough to answer you know with an instant message or something then I, I welcome that and I'm happy to help yeah lovely well Nick as ever it's been a pleasure to talk to you and I hope work out your walkers really takes off thank you so much Julian quite quite right always a pleasure to speak with you thank you if you do take your dog for a walk around and around your garden please do post your pics or tag us in on social media we have all the links Nick mentioned on the Dogcast Radio site where you can click through and find out more. How's your lockdown or quarantine or self-isolation going? And how has it affected your dog? Are they relishing having you around or are you cramping their style? If you have any questions or worries about lockdown or coming out of lockdown, get in touch and I'll find the right person to answer them. And if your question has nothing to do with this whole coronavirus business, even better. That's all we have time for now. So until next time, look after yourselves and your dogs. Now, about those flying cars. Do you think we'll have to have flying petrol stations too? And maybe hovering garages to park them in? And what if you opened the door mid-journey? And would you need to keep your tyres pumped up? Because what about... Thanks for listening to Dogcast Radio, available from www.dogcastradio.com. That's D-O-G-C-A-S-T radio.com. If you'd like to get in touch with us, and wherever you are in the world, we'd love to hear from you. You can do so in a variety of ways. You can contact us on Skype with the ident dogcastradio. That's all one word, dogcastradio. By email, you can contact me on julie at dogcastradio.com. When contacting us by email, if you have the facilities, please record your questions or comments and send them to us as an audio file. That way we can include them directly in our programme. We can accept most formats, for example, WAV, MP3. All these methods of contacting us can be found on our website, which is www.dogcastradio.com. And as ever, the final word goes to Jenny. Why do dogs like conjunctions? They just love butts.